It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear, and I am super excited today. I have got a very special guest in the studio with me. My guest is a mother of two who grew up in Florida and for over 30 years has been in the tourism, hospitality, and customer service industry. Please welcome Flagler County Tourism's Executive Director, Amy Lukasik. Amy, it is Great to see you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for the invite. It is absolutely my pleasure, and I'm really excited about our conversation today and learning a bit more about you. So I thought a, a good starting point for us would be for you to share with all of us what your favorite thing is about yourself and why. Oh, wow. Uh, probably just the ab- ability to... I mean, work with different kinds of people um, because that's just what I've known um, my whole professional career. Um, overcoming adversity, um, coming out there on the other side a lot of times, a lot of challenges both professionally and personally. So um, I like to think of myself as a pretty strong individual. Excellent. Well, see, you thought about it. You came up with some good, some great things there. So let's let's tug on a couple threads here. So one is overcoming adversity and being able to come out the other side of something. So what is what, what would you say is one of the one of the greatest life's challenge that you've faced and Kind of a two-part question. So first, what is one of the greatest life's challenges that you faced? And then the second piece of that is what did you learn about yourself as you went through that adversity? Well, probably um, I lost both my parents at a very young age. So um, with not a lot of um, living family members around me. So I really kind of uh, have always just relied on myself and not really the the help of of others, which kind of to this day, it's hard for me to ask for help. Um, So just learning how to make my way through the world. um, I didn't really have a specific um, mentor or or guidance that was available to to provide to me. So a lot of it was just figuring out on my own and in some days that was a good thing and some days you just really are looking for that that shoulder or that extra set of ears and support system um, that I didn't have in my younger years. Are, are you better today at asking for help than you were? In some areas, yes. But uh, I still have a I can. I don't want to burden others. I can still just do it on my own, and that's probably more um, personally. Um, professionally, um, I like to empower um, those around me, and so maybe that's my way of asking for help: is not micromanaging and 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 try to inspire those that I work with and work for me to to sort of lessen the the load on me. 
Well, you, you definitely do that on the professional side for sure. So I understand that, that you lost your father at a, when you were very young. What was one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from your mother that you still carry with you today? It's that sense of independence. She was a single mom for myself. And uh, for many years, I've been a single mom. So um, it's kind of what I know. So, um, you know, I remember uh, watching her have, you know, the envelope system um, for, for budgeting. And I never really understood it, the the importance of that. But I remember she would have all these envelopes in her purse, you know, uh, groceries, automobile, um, mortgage, insurance. And I do remember as a kid, the the kind of the robbing the Peter the pay Paul, because I, I would obviously be nosy and watch her pull out the envelopes. And sometimes she would um, go to another envelope if we're buying groceries that weren't labeled groceries. Um, so that sense of being resourceful and um but still never letting your your children um feel that they had any less than anyone else um i remember um when whenever we would move somewhere she always gave me even at a young age the master bedroom um and i always got the new furniture and so um i think you know that's something that i really appreciate from my mom and of course when you're young you don't um, have that level of appreciation, but, um, as a mother now I, I do. Interesting. So you have a sister. Yes. And what did your sister think about you having the master bedroom at the time as you were growing up? Um, well at the time she actually, we have separate fathers. So she had lived with her, her father, but, um, you know, she was with us only some of the time, but she loved it because it just was more play area for us when we at night would play Legos and Barbies and puzzles. Um, yeah. So she had her bed in there. I had my bed. So we loved it. <laughs> Fantastic. So what personal philosophies or values do you have that guide your daily life and the decisions you make. So whether it's it's personal philosophies or just core values, but what are the things that are incredibly important to you that really do guide the decisions that you make day in, day out? Uh, always try to operate with an, the utmost integrity um, and work ethic. And even when the decisions are, are hard, um, I know I can put my head on the pillow at night and know that I've I've made a decision that is the right thing to do, even even when it's not popular. So speak to the decision making process. So when you have a difficult decision to make, whether it's in your current position or or personally, what do you think through? What are the questions that you're asking yourself? If you can think about that a little bit, just from a process standpoint, what are you weighing? Um, well, I think it's important to first, before you even make a decision, um, I always try to gather all the information here, all the sides, um, when the, when it allows, sometimes you have to make quick decisions, but, um, and I think not, 
making a decision on what's best necessarily in that moment um, because that can sometimes hurt the bigger picture, those unintended consequences, and definitely not what's what I like and what's best for me, but what's best for the group or the organization as a whole or the industry as a whole. So um, I take that into account. And in both my personal and professional life, I really try to live by the 80-20 rule. So if I have, if I feel like I'm making a decision where 80% of that is based on facts, data, research, um, especially when you're dealing with public funds, um, then I feel like I, I've made the best decision. And then that 20% is whether you need to try out new ideas, you're testing, you go by your gut, um, those sorts of factors is really how I feel I make most of my decisions. And then, you know, personally, it's, well, if 80% of the time I'm putting good stuff in my body, then when I'm eating pizza and cake, that's the other 20%. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Those are sometimes the most difficult decisions, at least they are for me. (laughs) So what type of leader are you? How would you describe yourself as a leader? I'll trust. Um, I, I have to be able to, to trust those around me and, and having their trust um, is the most important thing as well because without trust, that's the foundation um, I found and believe for, for everything. Um, without it, it, it hinders progress. It doesn't allow a safe environment um, where people can come to you and say, I, I don't agree with that. Um, and that's important to me is is to have that safe environment where people feel they can come to you with um, their own opinions and thoughts and may or may not change the outcome, but how wonderful that you can come to your supervisor with, with a, an opposing viewpoint and, um, and not be, you know, dinged for it. Are, are you the type of leader that addresses difficult conversations and difficult scenarios immediately? Um, it, it depends um, because some, it depends if the situation uh, warrants that, that immediate um, decision. But like I said, uh, oftentimes I'd like to hear um, from all sides. So, and, and then using that 80-20 behind it. Yeah, good. So I have found through my own experience, through working with uh, a number of leaders and just in my uh, daily work and conversations and so forth, that the best leaders tend to be excellent at self-leadership first, leading themselves. What do you what comes to mind when you hear the term self-leadership? What does that mean to you? Um, influence, because uh, as we know, leadership isn't a title or a position, you could have someone from an organizational chart low, but have strong influence. That's a leader. Um, so I think in, in some areas, um, I do have that, um, influential uh, characteristic. Um, but hopefully that comes from, from trust. Um, I try to do exactly what I say I'm going to do. Um, 
and give and my word is is part of that. Excellent. So at one stage in your career, you were living in Orlando. Yeah. And you had worked for Walt Disney World at mm-hmm. one point yes. in retail management. Yes. And then you were also a flight attendant. <laughs> yeah. So what was the experience like for you as a flight attendant? Is, and is there an interesting story that you experienced while you were in that role? <laughs> Uh, when I was a flight attendant, it was pre nine eleven. So, um, you know, the world and security and uh, the the op the operating the job responsibilities of a flight attendant were much different. Um, but talk about um, dealing with a pressurized situation um, where almost everything's out of your control, like ninety nine point nine percent of your day of what happens. You, you have no control over and you're in a, a tube with, you know, 150 people and trying to manage all of those um, personalities. I mean, most of the time, I had a lot of time to reflect when we're delayed, but, you know, you think about people when they go through the, the travel process, they're herded like cattle the entire time and they're told what to do from the moment they pull up on the property of an airport. This is where you're going to park. This is where you're going to drop off. Go to this lane. Now go through this queue line and this queue line and your bag's too heavy and you can't do this and you can't do that. By the time they get to us, they're like undone. Um, so helping manage uh, all those uh, personalities, people that are scared to fly, for the first time, uh, parents or single parents that are juggling um, multiple children, elderly people, people that are um, traveling for life events, both um, joyous ones and, you know, sad ones, uh, all in one compressed <laughs> uh, tube. We're all sharing the same recycled oxygen um, certainly is trains you quick for lesson in um, social experiments and um, empathy, empathy for sure. Social experiments was <laughs> one of the first terms that came to my mind as you're describing this. I'm thinking this is really a psychological experiment yeah. in yeah. action. So when you add in delays and lost luggage and <laughs> – Incredible. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And we are going to take a quick break here to thank our amazing sponsors. You are listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves more than just average. It deserves Flagler Media. We specialize in innovative and dynamic marketing solutions tailored for mid-sized businesses with ambitious goals. Our team of experts are dedicated to helping you stand out from the crowd, drive growth, and elevate your brand. Ready to take your marketing to new heights? Choose Flagler Media, where we turn great ideas into remarkable results. Visit us at flaglermedia.com or call us at 386-227-6477. Flagler Media, exceptional marketing for exceptional businesses. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am in the studio today with my very special guest, Amy Lukasik. And we're having a fantastic conversation. We've been talking a bit about Amy's origin story, how she made her way here, some of the uh, previous job experiences she's had and some lessons that she's learned through life. And we're going to continue that conversation. And, you know, I'm curious, you're such a an active and busy person. You know, I see you in action in your current role. Uh, we've been in meetings together and I, you know, I see how active you are in the community as a whole. How do you balance your personal and professional life. How, how does that work for you? And do you think you're doing a good job there? <laughs> no, there's never enough hours in the day. Um, but I really do try to turn it off. Um, when I leave the office, I, I stopped um, probably probably around COVID time, um, che- being obsessed with checking emails and keeping that um, inbox down to zero on weekends. And, you know, I just took a moment to say, there's nothing that we're dealing with that is life threatening, thank God, um, or, or that pressing. And those that need to get a hold of me uh, know how to get a hold of me. So uh, that has helped my mental health um, tremendously. I wake up um, much more revived and ready to face the day. So um, just a simple step is, you know, turning it off and even leaving the office for a lunch break and trying to minimize the times that I just eat lunch at my desk and, and work through work through the lunch hour, I, I try to to step away and, and that's helped tremendously. Good for you. So it sounds like that you established some boundaries, boundaries. Yes. right? Very important for all of us to do. Yes. So how do you decompress and find your peace? What what do you do? What does that mean for you? I love, well, I'm in the industry, so I love to travel. Um, and so just getting out of as uh, simple as getting out of the County for the day. Um, and of course, just traveling the country and the world is, so, is gives me such a, a reset and it's creative inspiration. And, um, you know, that's, that's the best, um, long-term way that I can decompress. But uh, for the daily, um, I do a lot of self-care. I do a lot of Epsom salt baths and um, candles and 
beauty routines that just make me feel better and, um, you know, something as simple as I have a towel, a bath towel warmer. And when I get out of the bathtub or the shower and having that hot towel, I just, it's just such a, a small, uh, life pleasure that, um, you know, helps me. I love that. <laughs> you know, as you were telling me that story, really f- odd flashback to a Frasier episode and of course, Frazier is a radio show host. I don't know if you watch mm-hmm. the show, but there's this one scene where there are these guys who work for the radio station and they're playing these these tricks on Frazier. <laughs> they call him while he's in the bathtub mm-hmm. and they're asking him questions about you know what he puts in his bath, the type of bath salts and, and all of these sorts of things. And they got him to sing a song, too, while he was in the bathtub. And he had no idea that, that, he, was you know, was, that he was on air. Oh, yeah. And it was just so funny. But that, you, you telling me that story <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. So that's great. Do you, do you have a particular morning routine or nighttime routine? Uh, more nighttime routine, um, which is exactly that. Um, after cooking dinner and checking in with with the kids then it's it's bath time and that's about an hour okay and how much sleep is optimal for you (laughs) to be able to show up as your best self what what are you realistically able to get and what do you think is ideal about seven hours okay i could probably i would love nine but probably about seven okay all right great and do you enjoy reading I do, um, but not probably the traditional. I, I like um, to, I like consuming content probably more in a short form, short short form mm-hmm. than than long form. Um, just because, and I do a lot of it in the bath. So whether it's just reading um, articles of what's happening around um, other communities that may face the same challenges, um, a lot of my peers, um, newspaper articles, what's keeping up to speed with what's happening around the state or, or the country um, and just, you know, scrolling through um, different people's blogs that I follow, uh, whether it's through motherhood, recipes, travel, uh, that's the type of uh, reading that I typically do. Okay, wonderful. And what are you doing today to challenge yourself both personally and professionally? To continue to grow and push yourself beyond what is today comfortable for you. Um, personally, it's probably just those those boundaries. Um, you know, expanding those when I when I see a, a hole. Professionally, um, continuing to or starting to uh, be more involved with the schools. Um, recently, I spoke at Matanzas all day uh, for their their marketing um, and tourism courses. And in high school, I was in DECA. I was vice president of our chapter and actually won a full tuition scholarship through DECA and did a a 40-page marketing plan. And so I feel now is a good time in my professional career where I can start giving back um, to our local uh, students. And and DECA, I I loved it, and it was so um, important to me. So – Professionally, that's where I'd like to to see myself grow. Mm, Love that. That's fantastic. What are one or two bigger questions that you're asking yourself today? Just bigger questions that you're contemplating. Could could be just about 
life in general, could be about your, your career, but bigger questions. I mean, professionally, the things that keep me up at night are, um, you know, just climate change, uh, you know, beach erosion, um, and how much our, um, economy depends on that. And it's, it's just so grand of a, of a problem and a challenge and it's not my area of expertise. And, you know, no matter how many projects or or millions and millions of dollars you throw at it, you have mother nature. So, um, making sure that our community is positioned, um, economically to be able to still survive uh, when Mother Nature decides she's going to do what she's going to do. Um, that's really big um, keep me up at night uh, problem. Um, and personally, it's just, uh, you know, worrying about my kids and what they're going to do with, with life. And, um, you know, my next chapter when I'm, when I'm retired, um, you know, I always think about what, is, what does that look like? And I, I go in between like, Oh, I, I want to, um, you know, open up a, a small bed and breakfast and cause I love that hospitality side. Um, and you know, then I think, Oh, I'm going to backpack and travel <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in between there is where I'll land. Well, I love it. I'm sure you'll figure something out that works well for you and don't wait. Yeah. 80, I'll, I'll figure it out 80, by using my 80, 20. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, I would love it if you would give all of us, including me, a challenge. What would you challenge us to do? Um, sh- go show that extra appreciation to our frontline workers. All of us eat out, and they get <laughs> the wrath of so many uh, unhappy individuals. Um, unfortunately, and a lot of times things aren't their fault. So maybe just a little bit of kindness and appreciation, look them in the eye and say, thank you for coming to work today. (laughs) You're appreciated. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday and God bless you and your family. Tip an extra dollar if you can. If not, it's just that verbal act of kindness. Um, not just the, the tourism industry, but, I think that's that, that doesn't cost anything. That is beautifully said. So what does success mean to you in 30 seconds or less? What does success mean? Uh, when those around me, both individually and um, our partners and our groups that we work with, when they're successful, um, that's how I gauge our success really is um, when we make a concerted effort to try to address a certain issue and the partners come back or an individual is is pushed to the point where um, an old um, supervisor of mine said, I'm going to push you to the point to where you look uncomfortable or you look like you have fear in your eyes. So I kind of was like, uh, I hate you for that, but I love you for that. And so that's kind of where I've taken the staff is that I just keep pushing them and pushing them. Um, and such great um, reward and satisfaction from both sides come out of it. And to see them grow and to accomplish something they had no idea that they could do 
um, that's success for me. Mm, That's fantastic. Thank you for that response. I've got one final question for you as we're wrapping up our conversation. So if you had an opportunity to sit down with any one person, they could be either alive or no longer with us. And if you could ask them one question and one question only, first, who would it be that you would want to sit down with? And number two, what is the one question that you would want to ask? Probably the one of the first people that came to mind was, from a business standpoint, would be Steve Jobs. Um, and it, it's probably more than one question, but I really um, admire him for a lot of the things that he that he did. Um, not necessarily how he did it, but how he uh, the steps that he took. So it w- I would probably rewind to um, back to the days when he was brought back um, with with Pixar and how that journey happened and um, kind of just the decision, what made him come to the point of making that decisions that he made at that time because it, it totally changed um, the game. So Absolutely. I, I think I'd want to sit there with you and <laughs> hear his response to that question. That's a great one. Well, Amy, I want to thank you so very much for joining me today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate your vulnerability. I appreciate you just showing up the way that you do every day. You're a bright light in this community. You're an amazing leader. And I loved your definition of what success means because you truly are others focused. And I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody. 